astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, So we are excited to be here today. We are going to be talking about Mars. And this is so interesting because it was just a few episodes ago that we were talking about Mars in regards to uh, Zelensky's chart. And I believe we were talking about Mars conjuncting his son. Yes. And, you know, we were just putting a little concern out there for that uh, 24 hours, 48 hours that you know, we were just hoping for his safety. And, right. and can, can we insert here? Cause Mars on your son yep. can mean the idea that, Oh, something unsafe might happen around you. You might have a scare. You might have a close call, you know, yeah. Or you might get slapped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you're going to lead right into it. But I had a few people message me just saying like it resonated with some people saying, Oh, I hope that's not happening in my chart. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, of course, we were looking at Zelensky's chart because we're looking, trying to look at big stuff. And it was this Mars that we were talking about was activating both uh, Will Smith's and Chris Rock's chart. And we thought, you know, we don't want to get into any of the political side of this, but we want to use this as an astrology teaching method to look at their charts and see how Mars was activating both of their charts at the same time. And kind of what, what was portrayed, at least from the public's view, uh, with Mars activating one of their suns and one of their midheavens. And I'd like to insert that Mars, uh, is currently in the sign of Aquarius. Yep. And, uh, Mars being in Aquarius is not a comfortable position. Mars means direct activity. Okay. We're picking this, we're loading this truck right now. You know, we are running to catch the bus. Very direct activity is going on that Mars kind of instantly puts you in action. But in the sign of of Aquarius, it kind of means, you know, kind of fits and starts like, okay, two steps forward, three steps back, five steps forward, four steps back. So it's a very, um, it can be clumsy energy, but it can be one that something coming out of nowhere. Mm So it's considered unpredictable. Therefore, it's considered not favorable, right? Because most of us like things to go as predicted on some level, right? So it can be very um, outrageous energy. Just the fact that there's so much speculation around this event is a great way to showcase Mars and Aquarius. Because most people want to understand how did it get to this point? What led up to this? And with Mars and Aquarius, there might not have been anything concrete that led up to the action, or it might not be clear what the steps were prior to the action. Out of sequence, something happening out of sequence. Yeah. That's Mars and Aquarius. Yeah. So in today's episode, we are going to explore uh, Will Smith's 
chart and Chris Rock's chart the evening of the Oscars. Uh, from there, we are going to talk about a few other uh, people in the spotlight that will be dealing with Mars here uh, within the next uh, few weeks. And then we are going to end with what Mars means in each of the signs. So this is great if you know your natal chart. Um, if you don't, of course, you can go online, type in your birth information, find out where your Mars is, or of course, book an appointment. But we're going to talk about what your natal Mars brings based on the sign that it sits in. So with that said, let's talk about the slapper, if you will, Will Smith. <laughs> the slapper and the slappy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Will Smith has his midheaven um, at 16 degrees of Aquarius. I hope mm -hmm. I remembered that it's correctly. Actually 14. 14. It's Sorry, 14. 14. Yeah. 14 degrees of Aquarius. And so while this Mars was conjuncting Will Smith's midheaven, it was conjuncting Chris Rock's son. Now I'm just going to say them both, but then we're going to just focus on Will's chart. But that means that both of them had Mars directly conjuncting an important part in their chart. What that and, also and, might mean is yeah. that Will Smith's midheaven naturally um, conjuncts Chris Rock's son. True. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and, and if you don't get that, that's not, don't get lost on that point, but that would be get into when we look at compare charts and would say, oh, they have a, they have something similar, both going on around 14 degrees, 14 to 18 degrees Aquarius. Correct. So, and here comes Mars, right? So Mars hits Will Smith's midheaven, right? Your midheaven is your reputation. Public reputation. Public reputation. Very good. Yeah. So how people perceive you, how they judge you, how well have you done in life? And here with Mars hitting that point, of course, he had a huge mega audience. Yes. Now, of course, we, the, the sub story that he won the, the award, right? That should have been it right there. Correct. Well, I don't want to confuse everyone and bring another planet into this, mm -hmm. but at the same time, Venus is also in Aquarius and mm -hmm. Venus was also on his midheaven mm -hmm. when the Oscars happened on uh, March 27th. Mm-hmm. So that is also interesting because that could suggest, you know, the, the recognition or something nice the award. happening, yeah. the award, yeah. right? Um, so the idea though, just to talk about why the award happened, I don't think we're going to, um, I don't think we would say, Mar I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like if a client had Mars conjuncting their midheaven, mm -hmm. right? We would be saying something like, oh, there might be some sort of, um, you know, public, I guess we would say public recognition that could happen. Yeah, Something I would. I would suggest to people that you're going to stand out in the workplace. Yeah, you might be. You may be picked to lead the team. Right. You could have a special assignment. Uh, you could be moved. Oh, we're moving you into this wing of the building versus that wing. There would be some shift or change in their reputation, or being the face of something, like leading the forefront. Yes. Yeah. Something. Right. So here, here comes Will Smith. Mars is hitting his midheaven. Uh, and his midheaven, it gets a little more complex. It has a lot of squares going to it. 
And again, we're not going to, for those who know astrology, I'm going to call it a T-square that uh, it involves Hades, Lilith, Neptune, and the moon. All these planets are squaring his midheaven. So not only did he have Mars hitting his midheaven, he was, it was activating a T-square and it was in the sign of Aquarius. So all of a sudden we have this slap, mm-hmm. which is to be honest, that's like astrology 101. I yeah. mean, Kate, have you ever told a client with Mars hitting their son? Oh, be careful. Someone may slap you today. No, I have not. No, he, right, you, you, we wouldn't <laughs> go there because it sounds like kindergarten. It sounds like third grade, right? Yeah. No, I think I've said something like, oh, you might stub your toe yes, or yes. you might be more prone to paper cuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I oftentimes say, oh, you might have a headache. You might bump your head because um, that uh, Mars rules the head, the face. Yeah. Well, the face. Yes. <laughs> so what I think is really interesting is when you dig deeper, and this is what you do, and it's what I do in a consultation, we could just talk about, oh, Mars is on your midheaven. But we like to dig down and we like to talk about, well, what does Will Smith's, what is his midheaven? What's the, what's the story behind his reputation? And it represents this ability to have very fast changing events or information quickly turn in his life. Circumstances change very quickly. It's associated, his degree, about unexpected, unexpected results coming in. Uh, So it's interesting. I think we could clearly see the idea of, I'm sure, I would think that Will had no concept that he was going to be jumping up on stage and slapping someone Mm -hmm. as he went into the, I think it was the Dolby Theater they were at, you know, that wasn't in the cards, right? Right but fast changing. And I think something that's important to say is that this is one of his lifelong themes. Yes. So even as a child, if we were working with his chart, we would say, wow, you know, this person probably has a pretty, um, you know, significant, many significant events happen in his life where his circumstance says will be constantly changed, or there'll be a lot of events that maybe, you know, happen very quickly ever-changing events, you know, so that could be someone that comes from not a lot, right. And right. holds themselves up. It can be things. I mean, even if we just talk about, which I'm not knowledgeable on, so we're not going to talk about it, but if we just mentioned, you know, the affair that was happening, right. There's right. These, these things that threaten his status. So I would think just because of his age now, he's lived with this energy for a good amount of time. Yeah. That he might not be shocked by a lot, I would think, because <laughs> he's probably lived a life of these ever changing, very fast events. Well, better yet, Kate, that 14 degree Aquarius, anyone who knows astrology knows, oh, we look, also look at the 15th degree. If it's a, your, your midheavens at 14 Aquarius, you'd also look at 15. And your, his 15 is the idea of body or anti-social behaviors. Yep. It represents kind of smoothing over unruly behavior. Now, oftentimes I have seen this in people's charts where they're always covering for their spouse's behavior, always calling up the morning after, oh, I'm so sorry. My husband didn't mean to say that they're covering up, they're smoothing down. Someone's acted out. Oh, he normally doesn't drink that much. 
or I've seen it as uh, people who handle powerful people who, who, who kind of smooth out to the press. Oh, no, no, they didn't mean that. They, they misspoke. Uh, they really meant to say this. So here it is. This is his lifelong theme. So even though maybe I was shocked, maybe, I don't know if you were shocked, right, Kate? Um, you know, at the you know yeah, I know. I had a couple of people send it to me and I, I don't know, at first I was just like, oh, that just like a Hollywood stunt. I didn't yeah. have any context, but, but from the videos that I was being, that yeah. I was being shown. Yeah. Um, and then of course, again, it just, I was su- surprised how many different views or takes there were from it, you know, and like that, yeah. it's like a much deeper seated discussion than just like a slap. It, it yeah. seems, you know, well, um, that's why we're talking about it because yeah. I saw things in that storyline. I'm sure that many other people saw some related to, you know, Chris's side, Will's side, the Academy side, right? There's so many, because somehow we're seeing the money something. side, the, yeah, the money, money versus not status. money. Oh my you gosh. Know, it, exactly. it also turned into a, a, you know, a black conversation as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's the, the hair issue as well. I mean, there were so many different takes yeah, that yeah. were coming out. Yeah, absolutely. But, but if we- that, that 15 degree Aquarius is a, a degree that oftentimes, you know, there's some, you know, unusual uh, lifestyles, controversial lifestyles, controversial actions. And somehow there is this sense of, you know, having to deal with it. So Again, this this energy can work for a favor, meaning it can open up awkward conversations. It can get people to talk about things that they normally wouldn't talk about. Just as, to be honest, mission accomplished. That's what he did, right? He right. opened a lot of conversation up. He did. One other thing, I know this is not related to Mar- or Mars, mm-hmm. but one other thing that was happening in Will Smith's chart that the night of the awards was... Um, transiting mercury had just entered aries Mm -hmm. and will smith's uh chiron sits at one degree aries so that means that uh, the night of the oscars mercury was conjuncting his chiron exactly and because of how quickly mercury moves right we would know that this does happen Mm -hmm. every year again it's not significant so it's not something that you or I would lead with in a consult because no, you're 40 no. years old, you've experienced this about 40 times. Right. So it doesn't seem very notable, but when we start telling the story of, okay, even same with Mars, right? We mm-hmm. experience yeah. these energies quite often. And so it might not be something that we look at immediately. We might be looking for more bigger picture things, but that same night we had Mercury in Aries, which is ruled by Mars right? Right. It's the first, um, it, it can be a little bit more aggressive and Chiron is the idea of the wounded healer. Mm-hmm. So there, there, I feel like I'm saying way too many things here, but we have Mercury, it which is. is the communication. In but the Aries. trigger, the trigger was evidently, even though I, that, that, tr- that joke went right over my head, but for those in the know and they got it, you know, it was a reference to Jada's condition, her health condition. That's a Chiron thing. Chiron, visible, visible. Uh, it's when someone has an illness or disease and it's very visible. Right. 
Right. That's Chiron, very yeah. visible. So oftentimes we think of it as someone having their arm bandaged or right something where it's, oh, look at their own crutches, they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be the hair, the hair. If you have to shave your head, that's very visible. Right. Well, and it could also lead to something where, you know, Chiron, because it is the wounded side, it could even be something that was in Chris, I'm sorry, Will's past where it's like, it brought up something that he has, hasn't resolved from the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I know mental, mental health is also something that's being discussed around this, which that could, you know, we talk about the Chiron of something that hasn't been addressed. And now Mercury came and activated that right. while Mars was obviously on his midheaven as well. So if we yeah. switch gears and start yeah. looking at Chris's chart, the slappy, yep, we were looking now at, at still at Mars. Mars was hitting Will's midheaven, right? His public persona. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it was hitting Chris's son. his identity, his self, physical body. So there's the, there's, there it is. Mars on the sun. Sun does represent kind of the embodiment. It it, it isn't just the body, but it's the whole person. As you walk around your packages, how you're presenting yourself. And to be honest, uh, sun can represent how you, you take the stage. How do you take the stage? Can you hold the stage? Can you not? Do you avoid stages? Do you love being on the stage? That's the sun. It's your vitality. And uh, Mars comes along, Chris, and as you've said, it's happened. Mars would hit his son every two years or so. So, um, you know, this isn't something rare, No, but it is interesting because his son, well, does represent the degree. He's an 18 degree Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it represents, uh, again, he's lived with this his entire life about this idea of panic attacks or emotional breakdowns, or just strange reactions to a situation. Now, I, I'm, I'm making this up because I don't know Chris, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, he probably has used humor, I assume, as a strange reaction to a situation. Mm. I suspect maybe that's where the humor has, how he developed it, out of what else to say, or a lot of, it sounds like he was picked on a little bit when he was young, bullied, he certainly says. So very interesting. And with this 18 degree Aquarius, there's a deep seated theme here about unexpected assumptions or turnovers in power. Mm. And look at that. He's on the stage. He's holding the whole stage, which, you know, how many people can do that? Right. Right. And up comes an interloper jumping on the stage, slapping him, basically slapping him down, you know, Mm-hmm. So the, all of a sudden it was all about, you know, will. Yeah. So yeah. again, it plays right into this idea. And uh, oftentimes you've, I know you speak it the same language oftentimes about these uh, interpretations. And oftentimes we see the person, you don't see it coming because you're seeing the person approaching you in a favorable light. So you don't protect yourself. You don't run because you're thinking, I know this person. And then whammo, they do something that is a betrayal or that's an insult. And you're just thrown that I thought we were friends or I thought we were on the same team. Yeah, this whole degree has an underlying theme of letting the, the wolf into the chicken house. Yeah. <laughs> that it's someone that presents themselves in one way and then, you know, 
then reveals the true story. And so I think that's a very interesting use of this degree, because a lot of times when we talk about um, clients that have this natally, we say that they have the ability to do that, Mm -hmm. a great ability to do that where they can present themselves as saying, oh, I'm qualified, even though maybe they're, maybe they're not totally qualified. They could still be very successful, but they have that ability to keep people guessing or to kind of cloud their true identity or what's really happening. I don't think I've ever talked about this degree with the idea that maybe they're being blindsided by someone doing that to them when it's being activated. Oh, I must say that I always, I I have a tendency to put the, uh, the focus on beware, beware of someone around you who probably, you know, you proceed, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt and you shouldn't be. But again, when they're, no, I agree when they're, (laughs) okay. Okay. I have a tendency to put the armor up first. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I agree. If someone's going through this energy, I, that's how I present it as well. Oh, from okay, a natal great. standpoint, because this is Chris's natal degree. Chris mm-hmm. knows this degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen, I've never thought of it being activated and saying, oh, someone's yeah. doing that to you. I'd like to close that thought with that, that another level of interpretation for that 18 degree Aquarius son, Chris Rock's son, is that they're very steadfast. And I don't know, I, I don't know. No one's ever slapped me. To be honest, I've been lucky in life. No one ever slapped me across the face, but you know, I don't know. I know his head went to the side, but I thought he didn't, you know, he didn't lose his balance. He, mm-hmm. you know, he was very steadfast. I thought yep. in taking that blow. Yep. I agree. So I just want to kind of recap because I know we used a lot of language to describe oh, yeah. it. Right. But Mars was making two different aspects in two different people's charts mm-hmm. and just showing the difference, right. They don't, they didn't both experience the same thing, no. but Mars was the activator. And so, you know, Mars was hitting again, Will Smith's um, midheaven, which is that public reputation. And I think more people are talking about Will's public reputation going forward. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to to him, right? Right. Where it's hitting Chris's son, where it might've felt more of like a personal attack. Oh, clearly. Yeah. That's a very good point. It was a personal attack. Yeah. Um, and again, there were other things happening in the chart that lead to this. This doesn't mean that every time that the sun is, I'm sorry, the Mars hits his son, he's going to get slapped. Um, Mm -hmm. just to tell a personal story on Monday, just this past Mm -hmm. Monday, Mars conjuncted my son, anyone that's an Aquarius, right? Mars is an Aquarius. So you're in your, this 30 day window that Mars will eventually hit your son. Right. I did not get slapped on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Right. Um, <laughs> How did you woke, channel your Mars? Exactly. But I woke up extremely productive uh-huh. and, you know, I, again, I, I don't track Mars in my personal chart. So it's not something that I had on my calendar where I thought, okay, today use this Mars, right. It actually came up in conversation when we were putting together the notes for the podcast that, oh, I just experienced this myself. Um, but just an extremely productive day, just things around the house that I've been wanting to do. Like I had little paint samples out and I was doing all the little nicks around the house. I did a lot of shopping, just productive the entire day. I was very impressed with everything that I got done. But we, we might say you have a pretty strong place to Mars. Kate has an exceptionally, she, Mars is rising in her chart. So it's close to, close to an angle, not 
totally conjunct, but it con- would be considered very favorable. She's got a strong Mars. Yeah. And it served you well Mondays. It did. It did. So do we want to talk about in general? Um, yeah, I think we, uh, even though we just jumped right into these stories, let's just kind of maybe uh, close out this idea that Mars in general is a lot of energy. Yes. You know, it's associated with anger or war or when you assert yourself, we've all had that where someone says something and we can't wait. We can't wait till they finish. We're going to correct them now, right? We interrupt, we cut them off, we stand up. You know, that's where that sense of Mars is, the urgency. No, 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 let's stop right now. Let's make this correction. Um, But it can mean as well, uh, the darker side is the separation, like getting up and walking out of the room, being frustrated in an argument and slamming the door. You know, sometimes it's not always a punch. It's not a slap, but it's where you kind of convey I'm irritated or I'm done or I'm out of here. Yeah. Mars can also indicate how you weaponize uh, your skills. Mm -hmm. So if you know someone's Mars sign, you probably can tell maybe how they fight or even what they fight for. Yeah, that's very interesting. Very so something like if, you know, if you know, someone's Mars sits in a fire sign, mm-hmm. you know, that you might know that, oh, they might challenge me on this. Oh yeah. We can yeah. see it coming. Oh, they're not going to sit back for this one. They're going to say something now Yeah. where somebody else will, you know, go back off to, you know, go to the coffee break room and, and, and sit there and think about it and share, share it with somebody else and check how they felt about it you know, totally different reactions than someone who just on the spot is going to confront. Right. So like if you had to pick, okay, where's the group going to go tonight for dinner? You Mm -hmm. might look to the person with their Mars in a fire sign. Whereas someone that might have a Mars in a water sign might just say, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you guys want to do? Oh, it sounds like everyone's saying chilies. So let's go there. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If we, um, do we want to talk about anyone? We have a few other people maybe to mention about uh, where Mars is in their chart. Well, yeah, let's just clarify that, you know, Mars is in Aquarius. We've said that already. You yeah. mentioned that anyone's in Aquarius, uh, you know, Mars has been on their sun somewhere between March 7th, yep. going back to March 7th, and then continuing still through April 15th. So pretty much we're about halfway through that p- period. So, you know, Aquarius is, you know, Mars is going to be on your sun. It has, or is about to one of the two here. And it goes um, in order of the birth dates. So if you have a birthday before, if you're an Aquarius birthday before February 8th, you've already experienced it here. Yeah. And if you're an Aquarius after February 8th, then it is coming between now and April 15th. Yeah. So we were talking about famous people. Well, you know, just because the world events, you know, we look back at Putin's chart again and, you know, he has Aquarius on his fourth house. Now we're using a whole sign system. Again, that's for the true astrologers out there, just more information, but transiting Mars will hit that fourth house right around, well, it did hit, excuse me, around March 10th, March 10th. Now, it's interesting because normally, again, if we were talking to an individual, say, oh, there's turmoil at home. Whenever you're looking at a leader, either the leader of a company, uh, you know, or a department, that's oftentimes their home as well. 
So when we're saying Mars is going into their home environment, there's turmoil in the home. So someone like Putin, that would mean there's turmoil in his country, mm-hmm. right? Because he's not, I was going to say he's elected. Well, kind of he's elected. <laughs> he is the, he is the main guy there. So he represents, you know, the head of the whole country. So that's where we get that. And it was just interesting because right around March 10th was when those headlines started coming out that he was losing the war. Yeah. Losing the war, being denied a sense of he's in control of his land or his people or his country or however you want to say it. So that was interesting. Mars going into the fourth isn't a isn't great. It creates a lot of instability. Yeah, and I we should also say, and I I just get sensitive this to this anytime we talk about celebrities because, mm-hmm. or when we talk about politics because some people will say, well, that's just what the headlines are saying. That's maybe not what's really happening. Right. And I agree. We're never going to know what the actual stories are unless we're there essentially, but astrology still works in the regard that, but that's what is being said. Those are even the rumors that are being said because it still has to affect, it still plays into the situation. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if, if you won like an award, and the newspaper printed it wrong that you didn't win it and they put someone else's name there. Right. Right. You're still going through that energy of like, oh my gosh, it's, I feel like it's being taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Zelensky, on the other hand, uh, you know, on Saturday, April 2nd, um, Zelensky had his Mars hitting his midheaven. Okay. So again, if you want to compare and contrast, Zelensky has Mars hitting his midheaven just as. Will Smith had Mars hitting his midheaven, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this late, a week ago, you know. So the idea is, uh, how will he be judged? And he will be judged. Yeah, he could be criticized. He could be, hey, you're standing out. But we do know so far, it, it would certainly appear that he's being judged as a very strong leader. And, you know, he is receiving aid from 28 countries. 28 countries are contributing to, you know, the welfare of his country. And, you know... Yeah. So we're thinking at this point, it sounds favorable, but again, that will play out over this next week very strongly. And the other thing, again, not to just bring in another planet to it, but we have to also think like Saturn is also in Aquarius right now, mm-hmm. right around these degrees. So, you know, I say it almost like it has, it has some additional support and help as well right. Um, right. during this time. And I also think we need to talk about Joe Biden. You know, we've kind of backed off talking about Joe Biden. Uh, You know, the eclipse is coming, which we know is very significant, how it's happening in his chart. But just not going there today, just talking about Mars. Mars is going to be hitting his fourth house uh, this uh, Tuesday, April 12th. So, you know, I don't know. That's not necessarily good. He's the head of our country. So that's not the best for us. Right. Next, uh, it could relate to obviously there's a lot of information coming out about his son, Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's probably a lot of stress and strain in that family. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the one thing I will say for Biden, he's got a particularly strong uh, Mars. His Mars is in Scorpio. So he's it's it's kind of a favorable placement. Yeah. Strategist. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, before we get into the individual places of Mars, 
let, we just want to put out an alert for Mercury retrograde. It is a pro approaching pretty quickly here. Um, the actual retrograde happens on May 10th, but because we want to look at the shadow period as well, uh, we might push this back to about April 26th. So again, that's here in a couple of weeks. Um, it is happening at four degrees of Gemini. So double check those details. Um, we check for four degrees of Gemini in your chart to see where that's hitting. Um, but it's also a great time to check the details, check the directions, um, check your gas gauge. <laughs> yeah, check your appointments, you know, check your itineraries. It, it just be already be looking ahead. So you either, you know, you refresh your memory about what you have planned, you know, in that period, uh, you know, and then so you can check back, you can, you know, double check to see, are we on schedule? Is everything going correctly? Anyhow, it's just, it helps. It helps maybe not to plan something, you know, maybe, maybe make a major purchase right during that window. Let's get it to handled. Absolutely. Let's get it handled before that. Right. Right. So now we're going to go through um, all 12 of the signs in regards to where uh, your Mars could sit. We are looking at this from more of a natal standpoint, but it would also represent some of the themes that we see when Mars is transiting through these signs. But if your natal Mars sits in Aries, uh, you might be more driven to act first and then figure out the rest later. Um, it's also a great one for working well under pressure. So, you know, most people may not know where their Mars is. You mentioned earlier, this thing of, you know, you can Google, you know, you can check, find out where your Mars is at pretty easily. You can check an ephemeris. Uh, this is, give some insight on how you fight, your willingness to fight, your willingness to be outspoken. When we talk about Taurus, you know, we, we come into that real literal translation of the bullheadedness, uh, maybe the stubbornness. So Mars uh, in Taurus people, you know, uh, if you don't want to do it, you can make it very difficult on the people around you, so to speak, mm -hmm. meaning you can do it in slow motion to irritate them, you know, uh, you, unless there is a lovely reward on the other side for doing a task, you know, that might be the only thing that really motivates you because oftentimes Mars or Taurus are motivated by comfort. Right. So, but the idea of they're oftentimes going to, you know, take their own time, they're not going to be rushed. So there's a real steadfastness about Taurus, comes in handy at times, but Mars and Taurus, uh, they'll do it on their own time schedule generally. Yeah. When we talk about Mars in Gemini, Gemini rules the words. And so we have that Mars, the planet of action. Uh, these might be people that play devil's advocate a lot. Uh, they might have some strong debating skills, even when knowledge is minimal and they could be very good with humor. They have a great uh, agility around words. Yeah. Moving on to uh, cancer. So if your Mars is in cancer, again, not considered a favorable placement, oftentimes related to maybe some difficulties in the home environment in general. But the idea of Mars and cancer is that they're, they're looking for, you know, they, they don't want to confront. 
They, they don't like confrontation. They play a better defensive game. They may, they like safety. They like predictability. Uh, they'll oftentimes, if they're in a fight, they will appeal to the other person's emotions, you know, and again, just on a kind of a humorous note, Mars and cancer, oftentimes, again, if someone brings food into the picture, mm. it can be very soothing for them. They can yeah. might find, you know, the idea of let's sit down, let's eat and talk about it or, you know, so yeah. food oftentimes is a real um, kind of a neutralizer for a lot of cancers. Again, this is Mars and cancer. Very contrary when we talk about Mars in Leo, uh, you know, these people make a little bit more noise or command a little bit more respect. Yeah. You know, I didn't look at her chart, but just like, as I'm about to talk about this, I'm thinking of that, like invent inventing Anna mm, <laughs> where, oh, right. you know, people with Mars and Leo might exaggerate their connections or their social influence. So things like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm cousins with that person, or, oh, I'm going to call my lawyer that they might be very yeah. boastful about who they know or who they're connected to. There's a great need for the spotlight uh, with what they're doing or with what they're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly, going on to Virgo and um, Chris Rock and Will Smith both have their Mars in Virgo. Now, of course, language is so important to both of them, right? Actors, comedians, of course, language is everything. So they're really strong in that area of words, but their weapon, their weapon is kind of having this holier than thou approach or attitude. So this idea of acting superior or smarter, or they found the loophole or the way in. Uh, I can't believe, I mean, this is literally, I mean, just written out of some really uh, respectful, you know, sources say they catch opponents off guard and break through their defense. Hmm. that's the strength of Mars and Virgo. Well, if we analyze that story, somebody jumping up on stage and coming at you, someone that, you know, right. Right. Yep. He, 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 he caught, you know, Chris Rock was caught off guard. Yes. Right. Right. And yet the other side of it is, you know, Chris Rock, when he had the opportunity to press charges did not holier than thou above, I'm not going to stoop that low as to charge, you know, bring the police in. Right. Right. It's, you know, kind of a joke about watching two Virgo Mars and Virgo fight <laughs> kind of an unanswered blow. Right. And we would both talk about them having that, you know, prominent Aquarius placement in their chart. You know, Will Smith is not an Aquarius, but his midheaven sits there. Chris is the Aquarius and they both have their Mars and Virgo that, you know, their charts had some similar things happening and they were both yeah. in the spotlight in the same article. Uh, when we move to Mars in Libra, uh, you know, Mars and Libra might not want to get dirty in regards to, you know, they're not going to fight with their, their fists, but they might prefer to fight with words. So, um, things like writing a letter, they might be really great at doing like captions. They might be very good at expressing themselves through captions in social media. I think that they really like formality um, and they might get really excited about a good comeback. Like that is really seen as a victory to them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Scorpio is probably the most intense Mars and Scorpio is relatively comfortable that combination. Um, but they generally have a stinger 
That's the whole thing. You're never quite sure when the argument is done or when the battle is over because uh, Scorpio oftentimes is more uh, calculating the Mars. If you have a Mars in Scorpio, you're a little more calculating. You might cover some bases. You might've made three phone calls that the other person isn't aware of. So you already have three people in your camp, you know, and then that person goes to look for sympathy or looks for restitution. And those three people are already lined up with the other person already. So anyhow, the, that Mars and Scorpio is strat, they're, they're strategizing. They're very good, uh, obviously, when they're working in corporate environments and planning strategies. Um, and they have a lovely, or I don't say lovely, but it's an interesting quality. They posture themselves, even if they're the loser, they will posture themselves as the winner. Mm. So it's oftentimes where you see it in, in sports, where the loser still has a lot of self-confidence and a lot of, they're still very together. They're presenting as a strong face. Yeah. Uh, with Mars in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a fire sign. So we had kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, but um, they might be very passionate um, from like outwardly passionate where you can see it, right? You can see, and they might be very passionate. Uh, they might be, they might fight really for what they value. Um, they, when they're upset, I would say that they don't want to just know, they don't want you to just know that they're upset, but they want you to know why. So they could be very expansive with things that they're passionate about, where they've been wronged. Um, yeah, but yeah. They, that it might continue to go on, right? Sagittarius shows the abundance side of things or the expansive side yeah, of things. Exactly. So it might exactly. continue on at what long after <laughs> the experience is completed. Well, next we have Mars and Capricorn, which that's what I have. So I'm very familiar with this whole thing that stamina. Um, I'm certainly not the fastest one, you know what I mean? But I may be more methodical. I will get there. I will get there. And maybe in the end, what I've done is even better yet. But mm -hmm. it may be, you know, it may be later than everyone else that they've achieved something. Okay. You know, but it's very kind of a... Um, pragmatic, very practical uh, way of doing things. Uh, there's usually some strategy, but uh, the fact that you might have an error, mistake, or something that set you back, you know, it, you keep on going. It's just kind of like that bunny rabbit or the battery commercial, right? Yeah. Energizer um, bunny. Yeah, exactly. They just, keep, they just keep on going. Yeah. All over, pick up, keep going. Uh, and so oftentimes it can be related to the kind of what the tortoise and the hare, that type of story. That, you know, the tortoise energy does win in the end. Right. When we talk about Mars and Aquarius, uh, we talked about that a little bit already today about that. It might not seem, uh, we kind of can seem unexpected, but in general, people with Mars and Aquarius, they're not a rule follower. Um, you know, they might be very motivated by causes that make people's lives better. So they might like, oh, they're going to do it for charity or they're going to do it because that's not right. So they like to stand up for other people. And there can be, I think people with Mars and Aquarius can be greatly misunderstood or underestimated. I totally agree there. Totally agree. Yeah. You think that's not going to get you anywhere and then it does get them someplace. Right. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. Anything um, inclusive inclusion 
Yes, absolutely. Then we have our last one. If you have a Mars and Pisces now, Mars and Pisces, you know, this is generally someone who wants love, who wants everyone to be happy, so to speak. So oftentimes they may, uh, you know, try to, um, you know, be empathetic and compassionate with whoever they're up against, you know, well, I understand how you feel. I understand why you would say that, but you know, I mean, they, so they, they play off that to try to bond basically how to establish love with their enemy first. Uh, sometimes they then go into the martyr card, like pity me, poor me, what am I going to do? You're taking my last dime, that type of thing. Uh, they will try to appeal to people's emotions and, um, you know, um, um, uh, you know, they might even, you know, take the fall for something that's not even theirs. I mean, yeah, basically Mars and Pisces, we don't associate it with the, the traditional fighter. Right. They're going at things, they're paying a high price for it, basically, yep. to, to, to win. Absolutely. They're peace lovers. Yep. So hopefully you learned something about where your Mars sits in your chart. Um, again, we thought today was just a great way to teach some astrology through looking at a very public event that, um, is being spoken about and, uh, discussed. Um, and it was a great way just to revisit Mars, especially as we introduced it a few episodes ago with, uh, Zelensky's chart. So thank you so much for listening today, mom. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, I just want to remind people Mercury retrograde is coming. I, if I could share my fast story here at the end, last time we had this in January, I'd been ordering a new front door and, uh, you know, the dates kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So the actual order didn't go in until Mercury had gone retrograde. And after a couple of months, I got a phone call saying, you know, we cannot do that door for you. It's, it's impossible. It's not available. We thought it was apologies, apologies, apologies. So guess what? We're back in the getting a door business <laughs> and, uh, and the order has been placed. It was placed this week. So I'm not coming into a mercury retrograde period. So awesome. I'm, I'm yay me. <laughs> <laughs> well, very happy to hear that. Yes. Thank you so much for listening today. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.